ought to pray that, Lord, every heart's cry in this service today, or physical cry in this service today, we want to pray that God will answer. Praise the Lord. And not only that, he said, attend to my prayers. We know at the end of the service, Apostle, we said, we should stretch out our hands. He wants to bless us. We want to pray that, Lord, every prayer tonight, I mean, in this morning, that God will attend to them. The prayer that Apostle will release upon us, God will attend to them. The prayers that we will offer from our own lips, God will attend to them. Let's begin to pray. Almighty and everlasting Father, we are here unto you, O God. We pray, Lord God Almighty, in today's service, that will hear our cry, O God. Hear our cry, O God. Hear our cry, the mighty one of Israel. You are the King of kings, the Lord of lords. The cry of our heart, we pray, O God Almighty, hear our cry, O God. Because the Bible says, God, look at the hearts. Father, the cry, O God Almighty, that we shared in our, in our closet, O God Almighty, in our little corner, O God. We say, hear our cry, O God. In today's service, Lord God Almighty, we call on you, the mighty one of Israel. The God that answers prayers, O God. As many as we step they are fit into this place, O oh God. Almighty Father, we pray, hear our cry, O oh God. Attend unto our prayers. Every prayers of our heart, O oh God. Every prayers and declaration your servants will speak unto us, O oh God Almighty. We pray, Lord, that you will attend unto every prayer, O oh God. Attend unto every cry, O oh God. Attend unto every prayer, O oh God. You are God that answers prayers, O oh God. Lord God Almighty, you said, he that come unto you shall believe that you are, and you are the rewarder of those who diligently seek you. Lord, we have come here to seek you, O Lord, even to come with our heart desire, O God. Almighty and everlasting Father, we pray, O God Almighty, hear our cry, O God. Every heart that is overwhelmed, O God, with one situation or circumstances, O God. Almighty Father, we commit today's service unto your hands, O God, that as your servants we speak, O God. Every heart that is overwhelmed, O God Almighty, you will attend to them, O God. You will subdue situations, you will subdue circumstances, you will stretch for the hands, O God, upon each and every one, O God. Because in your presence, the Bible says there is fullness of joy, and at your right and pleasures forever. The fullness of joy, O God, in you, O God, we pray you will pour on us the pleasures in you, O God. We pray you will release on us, Almighty Father, that we will not go back empty-handed. That no one that will come here will go back empty-handed. That we will come, go back, O God, rejoicing in our heart, O God. That you have met with us, O God. That you have answered us, O God. That you have lifted us, O God. That you have rescued us, O God. That you have saved us, O God. Father, we are here unto you, O God. Even as many as we join in the course of the service, O God. We pray, Lord, that you stretch out our hands, O God. You will hear our cry tonight. You will hear our cry this morning. You will attend unto our prayers, O God. Every declaration that will be made, O God, even from this altar, O God. Even from the pillow, God Almighty, as we are seated, every prayer of our hearts, O God. We pray you will hear us, O God. We pray you will answer us, O God. We pray you will lift us, O God. We pray you will rescue us, O God. We pray that our lives will not remain the same, O God, because we have come unto your presence. That our lives will not remain the same, O God, because we have come unto your presence. You said, O God Almighty, in your word, O God, that, God, that no eyes have seen, no hearts have perceived. That's with God are prepared for those who love him. Almighty Father, we know you have prepared something for each and every one of us, O God. Father, Lord Almighty, we pray that 
that which eyes have not seen, which ears have not heard, Lord God Almighty, that hearts are not even conceived, O God Almighty, that you are prepared for us, O God. We pray, Lord, we will not go back empty-handed. We pray, Lord, we will not go back empty-handed. We pray, Lord, we will not go back empty-handed. We pray, Lord, we will not go back empty-handed. You are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords. We have come to seek you, O God. We pray we will not go back empty-handed. We pray you will fill us with your word. We pray you will fill us with your word. We pray we will be people of the word of God. We pray we will be people of prayers, O God. In the name of Jesus, arise, O God. Arise, O God. Manifest yourself, O God. Manifest your power. Release your presence unto us. In the name of Jesus, we worship you. We adore your holy name, O God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Hallelujah. Now, in the same spirit of prayer, we want to ask God, quickly turn with me to the book of Second Corinthians, 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse number 1 and 2. When Solomon finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. Look at the verse number 2. The priest could not enter the temple of the law because of the glory that filled it. Now watch the response of the people. Number three. When all the Israelites saw the fire coming down and the glory of the Lord above the temple, nobody instructed them. Nobody told them anything. They, they knelt down. They, they, they prostrated. They gave themselves up to God. And then they said, they knelt on the pavement with their faces to the ground. They worshiped and gave thanks to the Lord, saying, Now our prayer point is that God, prophetically, this is the time you are visiting this house. Now hear this, hear this, O people of God. What distinguishes the church from any other organization is the supernatural occurrence of God. So any time we meet, there must be a supernatural touch. Because the church is not an organization, it is a living organism, a spiritual entity. And that which will make the church distinguish itself is one of these things. It says the fire came down. So you are asking God, open the heavens and let the fire fall. Cause us to encounter you. Angels to move in the house. Lift up your voice. Oh, come on, lift up your voice. You just saw, you heard from the scripture. Kadiika. Oh God, we are asking this morning. This is the gathering of your people. Your word says that the gathering of the people shall be unto the Lord. And in the house of the Lord, the spirit of the Lord bring liberty. And where the spirit of the Lord is Lord, there is absolute freedom and liberty. And so we are asking, just as Solomon lifted up his two hands at the altar and said, Oh God, I have built this temple in your name. And Bible said, when he prayed that you are God who remembers your covenant and keeps your covenant. Bible said, after he has finished praying, fire came from heaven this morning, that in response to the covenant given to your servant A.T.B. Williams, oh God, an apostle of our day, let heavens be open this morning and pour down. 
on fire. Let the angels of God that brings encounter a supernatural touch akuta in kali ikora hasute ma atunta li ikaluata nanta li ikusabakama. There are many that have come. God, we have come to hear the God of all flesh, the God that speaks, the God that brings life, the God that changes destiny, the God that brings word of direction, the God that fixes things that no man can do, oh God. And so this morning, let there be a supernatural touch. In Kadu Shata Ikaduata, Lenta Liibu Shata Ikaimini, Liitekaba. Come on, let somebody cry out, let somebody cry out. Church is different from every gathering. Ikade Ibatahata, Sata Ikata, prophetic utterances of God, prophetic revelations of God. In the course of the worship, cause us to see visions of the Lord. Ikaba Ikanta that we break out of the norm and we ask that let there be liberty in the spirit of God swiftness in the spirit of God oh God Bible said and when the heavens open the fire of the Lord fair this morning let the fire of the Holy Ghost, let the fire of the Holy Ghost from the entrance to the altar, from the altar to the back of car, and every corner of this house will Is somebody crying to God? We are living at a prophetic moment in this house in Kalusata Hallelujah. Father, we pray. Let your fire come down this morning. Let your glory descend on the house this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, Lord Almighty. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Can you turn with me to the book of Isaiah? Chapter 30, verse 21. Isaiah 30, 21. The Bible says, Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you, saying, This is the way, walk in it. Amen. We have prayed that God will hear us this morning. And we have prayed for the fire of the Almighty to descend on this house this morning. Now you are going to pray that the Lord should Open your hearts to be responsive to his word this morning. That as the word of the Lord is going to be ministered from the servant of the Lord, that as he instructs, we will do, that our ears will be open, and God will grant us understanding, that we will recognize the voice of the Holy Spirit this morning. And as the word will come, our hearts will respond in the right way in the name of Jesus. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, the Bible says, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Heavenly Father, we thank you for bringing us here this morning, Lord. We believe in our heart that you have a word for each and every one of us. The Bible says, let anyone who speaks, speak the very word of God. As our Father and the Lord will speak to us this morning, we believe you have a word for us, O Lord. Help us to hear your voice, O Lord, distinctly this morning. 
end in the mighty name of Jesus. As your word shall come forth from the throne of grace, O Lord. Help us, O Lord, that our hearts will be responsive in the name of Jesus. That as you instruct, O Lord Almighty, we will respond in the mighty name of Jesus. That as you instruct, O Lord Almighty, you grant us revelation knowledge in your word this morning. That as you instruct, O Lord Almighty, you grant us a heart of obedience in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we pray, O Lord, that you open our eyes to see that which you have for us this morning. We will not be like those that see what cannot perceive, O Lord. But Father, Lord Almighty, in our seeing this morning, there shall be perception in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, in every man is a spirit, but it's the breath of the Almighty that gives understanding. As your spirit shall come upon us this morning, O Lord, every word that will be spoken, O Lord, you will grant us divine understanding, you will grant us revelation knowledge this morning. There shall be transformation in our lives. There shall be transformation of our hearts, O Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. For those that are seeking you, O Lord, for direction, they shall get direction this morning, O Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. For those that are looking unto you for one thing or the other, this morning, O Lord, there shall be answer in the mighty name of Jesus. Help us, O Lord Almighty, to put to death every flesh, O Lord, that we shall respond to your word this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. The Bible says, my sheep know my voice, the voice of strangers they will not follow. Father, Lord Almighty, as you speak to us, O Lord, we will be able to identify your voice this morning. We will recognize your voice this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Begin to ask the Lord to speak to you this morning. Begin to ask the Lord to touch you this morning. That whatever it is that you are looking on to God for, there shall be answer this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we pray for your visitation this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Help us, O Lord Almighty, to hearken unto your word this morning. That this morning shall make a, mark a difference in our lives, O Lord. As we hear, we will understand, O Lord. You will touch our hearts, O Lord. You will open our hearts to understand the scriptures this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus. Grant us divine knowledge this morning. Divine understanding, O Lord. As we heart to our knowledge, O Lord Almighty. We will know you even better, O God. Father, we pray for that spirit of wisdom. We pray for that spirit of knowledge. We pray, O Lord, for that spirit of understanding. In the mighty name of Jesus. Reveal your will to us, O Lord. The Bible says the knowledge of the will of God comes through all the wisdom and understanding which the Spirit of the Lord gives. Your Spirit, O Lord, will minister to our hearts this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. As the word shall come forth, O Lord, we shall have understanding in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for in Jesus' mighty name we are praying. Praise the Lord. God has been good to us. I really want to say thank you to God this morning. So yesterday I was actually praying for the church. And this is what the Lord laid on my heart. I was reading from the book of Psalm 91. Make it uh, your lifestyle to read 91 all the time, especially when you are going to bed. And the word of God came to me from that psalm again, reminding me again that uh, now we are going through this ba 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 month. September, October, November, December. A lot of atrocities there that the devil is having his court and all plans to do evil. 
But the word of God that came to me from that psalm, all the psalm is meaningful to me. But from that verse 4, it said, He will cover you with his feathers. And under his wings, you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. God is going to cover us like that big chicken, protecting from the hawk. You know, let this word not leave us throughout uh, your lifetime, I would say your life. And when you look at that book of Exodus 19 verse 4, he says he will carry you on wings like eagle. This is what God is doing for us. Even as we go throughout the end of the year, until our lifetime, he's carrying us on wings like Let these two words not leave us this morning before we start the meeting. God is covering us with his feathers, and under his wings we will find refuge. His faithfulness will be a shield and rampart, and God will carry us on wings like eagles all our lifetime in the name of God. Amen. Without wasting time this morning, let's just with an up, uplifted hand, the man of God said, maybe your hands might ache. So if your hands ache, don't put it for too long. You understand what I'm saying? The Lord will guide and help us. So Psalm, uh, Psalm 24, that uplifted hand. The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, the world and all that dwelleth therein. For he has founded it upon the seas, and established it upon the waters. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his heart, but falls, nor swear deceitfully. He shall receive blessings from the Lord, and vindication from God his Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him. Seek your face, O God of Jacob. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the King of glory. Amen. Psalm 145. I will exalt you, my God the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. They will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They will tell of the power of your awesome works. And I will proclaim your great deeds. They will celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All you have made will praise you, O Lord. Your saints will extol you. They will tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might. 
so that all men may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving towards all he has made. The Lord upholds all those who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food at the proper time to open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and loving towards all he has made. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever.
the name of God. Amen. God is fighting for us. Amen. I can't hear you. God is fighting for us. Amen.
Thank you, Jesus. The word in the beginning, by whom all things were made. We worship you. In Jesus' holy name, we are worshiped. Turn to some beside you and welcome them in the name of the Lord. You can take your safe place in the heavenly places. A new era has come into Christ's tabernacle. The Lord spoke by His Holy Spirit on the first Sunday of September among us. And I want to say thank God for all of you who have been praying those prophecies to manifestation. And I want to say this to you before we carry on today. I think I sounded this warning in in uh, New Cross. In Christ with Tabernacle, everyone who attend this house must know that you are a unique church. Because what God is doing among you is so glaring. Alright? You hear God speak every day through the studies, but you hear prophetic spoken. By God on this book. Among you, God tells us what will happen across the globe, what is yet to happen, and when some of those things will happen, and they happen exactly as God has said it. Now, I'm saying that to say something to you. Don't compare CFT with any church under heaven, or you will miss it. The reason is because every church has their uniqueness from God. If you expect that what you see here, you will see in another church over there, you may not, because unless you have the grace. That does not mean that they are not part of the kingdom. I want to have this understanding very clean, clear. I have encounters with Jesus, and some of us on earth do. We may not be many. But what about those who do not have such encounter? It does not exclude them from the commonwealth of the kingdom. And you will be making a great blunder if you begin to compare us with other churches, you know, you will fall into a, a blunder. However, the grace God has given to us is what God wants every Christian to operate in. And you need to know that. So if you are here, therefore, you have one mandate to operate in that grace. That's why God brought you here. For me, Christianity without practical manifestation is questionable. Alright? I didn't call it counterfeit, but I say it's questionable. If you say you are born again, one year, two years, three years, four years, you can't see vision, you can't see trance, you can't hear God audibly, you cannot discern the voice of God from your human thoughts or from the voice of Satan. Then something is wrong with you. And what this house is for, is for you to know that the Bible is not a fiction. In here, there is manifestation of what you have read in the Bible. <clears throat> okay? And our heart is to be like Christ Jesus, without blowing trumpets. God is here. And what you read in the Bible, you find it here. And because of that, God brought you here so that you can be that too. 
Yesterday I was watching the 9-11 ceremony. And the Holy Spirit reminded me of this year, 20 years ago, this day. Just the day before 9-11 was a Sunday. And I was ministering in a church, Christ Apostolic Church, in their annual conference in London here. And as I was preaching the word of God, the Holy Spirit came upon me. And I stopped and I said, all of you look at your wristwatch. This time, tomorrow, tragedy will strike America. The scale of which no man had ever seen. And the economy of this world will tumble upside down. I said, write it down. In this meeting are all senior pastors, bishops of the church, overseers, and young pastors, because it's anniversary. Some caught it, some did not, but they had it. At that very time, 20 years ago, which was celebrated yesterday, or remember yesterday, the first plane crashed into, into um, the trade center. When I was, when God spoke through me that Sunday, I came back, Pastor Sidney was with, the, with me in that meeting, I came back home and phoned my guys in America. Because, of course, the, prime, the president who was there at the time, you know, we know him and we know his family. And we've been praying for him and his family. And I was an oversight over somebody who is spiritual mother to one of them. But all my, all my approach failed. There are people who will carry the phone immediately. But if I had gotten through to them, what I would have told them is that they should tell the White House to fortify themselves because there's going to be an attack. That is human ability. Because the Lord did not tell me what the attack would be, but there is an imminent attack. So I was praying for George Bush very, very seriously at that time. His brother Jeff and the rest of them, you know, the dad and Ross, all the rest of them, that God will protect them. But not knowing that it is the jet coming to hit the Twin Tower. But what I'm saying is that, as God said it, it was exact time and it happened. Now, those of you who have been here in this church for a time, you have had prophecies come out of this pulpit one time or the other. Yesterday, Pastor Debbie reminded us of the prophecy spoken about the Taliban. And we pray over these things as, we, as God speaks to us. We have been dealing with the prophecies of September, from the from, from, uh, beginning of September, as God had used Pastor Debbie to bring to, to, to memory these prophecies. It's a thing to speak prophecies, another thing to get it. But what God said about us, God has used that to continue to alarm it for us to pray it so that you can manifest it. That is why God does that. When God speaks a prophecy to a people, it's because he wants the people, which is every element of the people, to manifest what he's saying. The prophecy God has said, he has said it, and that he has done it. I will together now. You see, the... When, when, when Peter on Acts chapter 3 told the, uh, the claim at the beautiful gates, stand up, already the power has hit him. But he was still on the floor. And then Peter pulled him up. And then he ran. 
So God is saying this to us so that every one of you, your heart condition must change. And in view of that, God told me to take this church back to the beginning. There are some things we did 30 years ago, 31 years ago, 34 years, uh, uh, 20, 20, 29, 20, 28, 27, where many of you are not here, which the Lord led me to take the church really 36 years ago while I was still leading them in the Baptist. And those things God told us to bring it back. And so there's a restructure among you going now. From one department to the other and visiting. To check what you are doing in your department. To make sure that it's in line with the vision. And I as a master builder sent by God over you. Must make sure I ensure that. You remember yesterday we prayed for. There's a prayer point one of the leaders led. uh, One of the members led it. About David. When Satan rose against Israel. First Chronicles chapter 20, I suppose, 21. When Satan rose up against Israel, he incited David, which is the leadership. You understand? And when God will want to bless Israel, God will speak to the leadership. So, and I told you, you must be very, very careful in these days that you do not allow the devil to incite you. Amen. God said, change gear. I change gear. You follow me. Don't ask why. Don't think why. Let me take you into deep waters. Because the time has come in CFT that God told me, I have desired this for a long time. And God has raised five generations down line my age. But this time is a time when you begin to step into my shoes and perform as God is performing through me. Exactly the same spirit. And that's the reason why I gave a breathing space for prophetic to come out. I will teach about prophetic too later on, not today, because I'm teaching about angels now. But you know, you must, every one of you must have this knowledge. So that I can sit here and I can sit down there and see you operate exactly like me. Everything God is doing through me. Begin to see because, you know, the time that we spend on earth is so short. And I've been telling you this, add 15 years to my age, I'm so sorry if I'm alive, I'll be preparing to go. Every day I spend is another day closer to depart. For me, I live only for one reason. There's nothing that a man wants from God that God has not given to me or done for me on earth. Nothing except one. And that's to see United Kingdom saved. That is the purpose of my birth. And it will happen, then I will go. I will get that we have stepped into the corridor. If you remember God said that in January. And that's the reason why we have come to the place whereby who will bear the car? is you. Who will wear the shoes? is you. I expect the children of whatever age they call it, five, six, seven, to start to manifest it. Because God said they are poor degrees. Talk less those of you who are older and older and older. This is the reason why I'm teaching you all these things I'm teaching you. I've been teaching you on the ministry of angels because the Lord told me and showed me that he has released many angels from heaven upon the face of the earth now. For those who believe in Jesus, and if God has released such many myriads of angels, I need to help you understand who they are. And I need to help you understand who the devil is. 
I need to help you understand how the devil operates in this age. So that those of you who are under my voice cannot fall into the trap of the delusion. You remember God said that in January? That Satan will delude the whole world seriously from this year. None of you will fall into a delusion. Rather, you will be in a place where your, your, your Christianity is not, is not ASA. <clears throat> imagine you in your office. Everybody knows you are a Christian in your office, of course. But imagine you coming into your office and met your boss, and your boss has been suffering from a back pain. And as you stretch your hand to shake him, you said, Sir, I recognize you have been having back pain for the past three days. And he's so. I say, you are healed, sir. And the pain, boom, left. What do you think will become of you there? What will become of you there? So the people that the world need now, Christians, are those who can manifest the power, not talk the power. Those are the people they are looking for. We have talked too much, enough. Now we should talk less and manifest more. And this is where God has brought safety now. Where you manifest the power. I will together now. So let's go on together with the journey about angels. The first scripture we looked at is Hebrew 1.14. And I say that because there are people watching me on television who are not in a prayer place. So, uh, you know, I will just do a, a, a summary uh, for about a few, few minutes and then we we'll go into the teaching. The Bible says in that scripture, are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation. Now, I want to look at the word of God as it is written. There are many errors about angels across the church of God global. And I will take you to the place where you will understand the root of those errors so that you can protect yourself against any error. I will get them now. So he says, are not all angels ministering spirit? The fourth thing you will see with this statement is that it's a question of somebody who felt the people he's addressing ought to have known something, but they didn't know it. Do you agree with me? Say amen. So, the writer of Hebrew was talking to people who are Christians. Who still believe about ghosts? Which doesn't exist, of course. Ghosts does not exist, know that. And who have all manners of myth about angels? And he says to them that are not all angels, ministering spirits, sent by God to minister to those who will inherit salvation. So you need to know who angels are if you have inherited salvation. And all you need to know about them is that they are ministering spirits sent to serve you. That's it. That's it. Some people pray to angels. As long as I go, I will show you in the Bible, anybody who pray to angels, they call angel Raphael, angel Gabriel, angel Uriel, angel, angel Alfonso, all those angels they call are evil spirits. Demons. Because the angel that God created, you cannot call them and send them an errand. They will not answer you. They don't answer man. They answer God. But you need to know this. These angels are ministering spirits sent to serve you. And this statement was made by God before Lucifer was created. He created them with this intention. So this sentence 
predates the creation of angels. So God, in his sovereign heart, said, let us create angels, and they will be ministering spirit to, to serve. So when I want to send a message to my people, I send the angels. Yes. If I want to send a blessing to them, I send my angels that I'm creating. So he created them those, so like that. If you look at the scripture, there are four. God pre-knew that you will inherit salvation and I will inherit salvation. So it means that he knew that Satan will misbehave. I knew that Jesus will come and God knew that Jesus will die and open the floodgates for those who want to. You see. I will together now. So if God predestined this angel to serve you, then we look at the book of Isaiah chapter 14, which tells you and I how the I was a split of angels. And in Isaiah 14, from verse 12, write that down Isaiah 14, verse 12, multiply 14 by 2, which is 28. Put Ezekiel behind it. Carry over verse 12. So the report in the Bible that really explains about Lucifer. Isaiah 14 verse 12. Ezekiel 28. The same verse 12. Don't forget it. We will explore all those as God will enable us. So. These angels, he said. The Bible says, have you fallen from heaven, O morning star, son of the dawn? You have been cast down to the earth, you who once laid low the nation. So we understand here, the Bible talks about a fallen angel. How have you fallen from heaven, O morning star, son of the dawn? You have been cast down to the earth, you who once laid low the nation. I explained to you during the week about this, this issue of fallen morning star okay but in this meeting i don't want to talk about that go and check my my lecture in the week if you look at the next verse it says you said in your heart i will ascend to heaven i will raise my throne above the stars of god so you understand the fact that the word stars here talks about angels correct come on out let's speak the world stars, they are talking about angels. So Satan said in the midst of angels, I will raise my throne above the rest of you. And then he said, the five eyes, I will sit enthroned on the mount of assembly on the uttermost height of the sacred mountain. The next verse please. I will ascend above the top of the clouds. I will make myself like what? The most high God. So that's the ultimate intention of Lucifer. That's the reason why today, any any Apart from Jesus Christ, any religion set up are set up by demons. I showed you before and I will show you in this meeting. They are set up by demons. It's not a matter of whether I believe it or I don't believe it. People may not believe it. That doesn't deny the fact. It's like some people, they can look at me and say that you are not a man. With all my behavior and all everything as a man. No, you are not a man. You are, you are a woman. It's their thoughts. But that does not change who I am. Whether I believe it or not. So therefore, the Bible says here, 
When this happened, the next verse says, But you are brought what? Down to the grave, to the depth of the pit. Look at the beginning. It says, How have you fallen? Isn't it? So this is where the word fallen angels came out from. And if you look at the book of Revelation, chapter 12, from verse 1 to verse 4, it talks about what made them fall. It says, And a great wondrous sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed in the sun. No, 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 go to verse 3, please. But I don't want to talk about this. Then another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous red dragon with seven heads and ten horns and seven, seven crowns on his head. This red dragon. The next verse says what? He still swept a thought of the stars. You remember the stars are angels. Stars of heaven out of the sky. And flung them down to the earth. The dragon stood in front of the woman who was about to earth. Now, so you understand there that this dragon is still swept a third of the stars, which are the angels of God. How did he sweep it? What really happened? Look at verse 7. It says, And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And what? The dragon and his angels fought back. So this tells you in the past one that the dragon still swept a third of the stars. And he now went further to tell you stories of what happened thereafter. That Michael now confronted this dragon. All right? And then the dragon with his angels, he never had angels, but the ones he had deceived. The third of all the angels fought back. Now let me help you know this. If you look at beneath that line, you will recognize that it was Michael who started the battle. And what we would know from the scripture was that before the battle was Isaiah 14 verse 12. When he boasted that I will do this, I will do this, I will, I will rule over all of you, I will rule over God. That is the reason why Michael said that it cannot be. We are both archangels and we are all angels. We are created by God to minister to the sons of salvation, those who hear salvation. And you cannot rule over us or neither will you. Before you talk about going to God's realm, let's deal with our realm first. And then Michael mounted forces. Call all the other angels and they came. And then they attacked the devil to kick him out of heaven. And the devil fought. Fought. Serious. And the Bible says, he fought back. The next verse, I love it. But what? I want to look at the English, the, the use of words. When I was an engineer, I was taught very much to look at the use of words in relevance to uh, you know, uh, physics and mathematics. Uh, I was a Lance of your mapping scientist. You cannot understand mapping sciences or Lance of the frameworks and stuff like that if you misunderstood the application of words and the syntax. Same thing in law. I was taught as an arbitrator or as a lawyer to look at the use of word because it, 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 if you misappropriate a word, it interprets to something different, correct? In law, you just don't say something. Because what you say might become an obligation. Binding. Whereas that's not what you intend. So in, in the Bible, 
Those who read the Bible without understanding the use and application of words and syntax, they are the ones who perpetrate error. Because they think the Bible is more complicated than what you think. No, 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 it's not. You must first understand the literacy of a writing for you to be able to understand the technicality behind the writing. This is one of the reasons why some students fail. Because they do not read the academics with simple language first before they start to dive into what is the implication. So they attack the, 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 the education, you know, or writings with this logical, complex mind. Judges don't do that. For judges to give verdict, they will first explain what the English is, simple English. So when they come about with their decision, a foolish man on the street will know that what they are saying is true. <laughs> Hallelujah. So that scripture says, in the first one, read verse 7 again. i show you something here. It says, and there was war in heaven, Michael and his angels, plural, fought against the dragon one head. And the dragon and his angels fought back. So who did Michael attack? The dragon, not the demons. They attacked the dragon. Kick him out of here. Because if you lose the head, the rest will follow. It was his tail that converted them. But then, understand. The dragon and what? Who responded? All demons of hell. At that time, they have not been cast to hell. So, but look at verse 2, the next verse, 11, uh, 7, 8. I'm not talking about 8. But he was not strong enough. Why did the Bible say, but he was not strong enough? When it's talking about devil and his angels. It's talking about plural people. The reason is this. You look at verse 7, says, they wage war, not against those angels, but against the devil. That dragon. And the victory, what determines victory or failure, is who has the power. Okay? The higher power. If the dragon had the higher power, then all the rest of the angels will become servants of them. So, the Bible the Apostle says, He was not strong. And if he is not strong, they cannot be as strong as him. Because the strength those angels were using, depend, they drag it from the devil. It was an archangel. So, he was not strong. Then, he says, and then what? They, how can he was not strong, and they lose their position? Get rid of the devil in your life. No demon has any power. Simple as ABC. Get rid of Satan. Shut the door of your heart against Lucifer. No demon under heaven has power over you. You know, many believers all over the world mess around about demons. They talk about demons as if they are something significant. If you who was said to go into the forest and dispossess the devil of the possession that he has stolen, you are afraid of demons, what about if God sent you to go and meet the principalities? To get rid of them. And you see, all those myths in the church that make Christians fear demons, they were sent by Lucifer into the church. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 1 applies. In the last days, don't go there. In the last days, many will desire the faith. 
follow deceiving spirit and things taught by demons. You know, Christians, some Christians, they love to, to do things that people should praise them, that I have power. You have no power. Don't you think so? Nobody has power but only one who is the author and the distributor of that power as he wills. You remember 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. The Holy Ghost gives it according to his own determination. So because they have this mentality of wanting to acclaim some glory or power, they came up with all manners of doctrines of demons, which don't exist. People who, who said they were occultic people, they, they said they got born again and they begin to give you confession. And some people make philosophical teaching from the confession of a person who said he was a, a satanist. How can Satan give you truth? Everybody who was in a cult, if they come out and say that I'm the wife of Satan, nonsense. Satan doesn't have wife. We will get there, you will see. The Bible, Jesus said it. Which wife of Satan? Who, who conducted the wedding? Maybe... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they are the, their friend is the registrar who conducted their way. And you know, some, some churches, ah, she's the sexy wife of Satan. They go crazy about that. But they don't think about seeing angels. They don't think about Stephen, who's, who, who was shining the glory of God. They don't think about Philip, who an angel stood before him and told him that, Philip, look, there is a journey for you to do. Go to that place. They don't talk about the, the uh, people like Cornelius, who was just praying and an angel walked into his house in the broad daylight and began to say to Cornelius, you see, there is an address you need to, to, to locate. And they give him the address and say, go and look for it. And so Christians don't think about that. They are thinking about demons. That's why many Christians can't see, can't hear, and can't understand. It shall not be so with you. In seeing, you will see. In hearing, you will understand. If anybody tell that demon, demon, so I tell them, bring them to safety. If they step that door and they can enter, I should resign my duty. If nothing happens to them. Lie of the devil. Satan was not strong with his angels. He was defeated. He was not strong enough. Because he's not strong enough, all of them lost their place. Any life that Satan cannot exercise strength, demons cannot operate. You didn't hear what I said? If Lucifer cannot exercise his strength in you, demons cannot have access or operate at all. How does Lucifer, you know, operate? Your mind sets. <laughs> See, they have no power. In Genesis, he went to Eve and said that, did God really say? You read it in that uh, first Chronicles. Just, let me see that first Chronicles. It's chapter 20, verse 1. Satan rose up against Israel and incited David. He incited David. If Satan cannot incite you, demons cannot operate in your life. And this is where I'm going to end this message today. Because the area I want to help you understand is how you can put the demons under your feet. If you defeat the devil, demons will flee. The battle of the devil is in your human mind. I want everyone to look at me. If I'm preaching, if you don't look at me, I will look at you. <laughs> my, 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 my. This is serious, man. You have a man over you called Apostle Alfred Williams. Who 
had defiled every meat, busted every meat in the church. They said to me that one land is a forbidden forest. I answered it. I will forbid it. Those who are dead and rotting cannot dictate to me what I should do here now. Entered it. That was the end of forbidden forest in Ijebu land. They didn't publish it in the press of Nigeria. I will not permit it. Went to Casadega, they said to me in America that the whole of this region is, is, is satanic region. And we saw billboards of satanists. Satan, Mr. Satan, Mr. Witchcraft, witch, witch doctor, and all nonsense. I take me there. They took me there. I told the pastors, okay, let's go. When we got there, this is what I'm telling you, my friend. Who is ruling your mind? <laughs> Who do you talk to? Who talks to you? Let me say. Shut the door of your mind against the devil so that demons will lose control over your lives. I asked the Lord when I got to Casadega. All the pastors were there. And the Lord said, ask her, the head of the the occult, where is the place they have their concentration? And I asked, oh, the woman said, brought me the map and showed me the map. I said, Lord, what do you mean by that? He said, we'll see. We went to the place. He said, remove your shoes and put your foot on that sea that river and prophesy over the land and i did sitting on that place today according to the prophecy of god is three thousand seater church never happened 110 years one word i gave in america 110 years history changed someone says it's anointing if it is anointing you have it who told you that your own head doesn't collect oil who told you that it is only some people that God will pour oil and the rest of his people, he will let their head dry? Where did you find that from? We have the same Holy Spirit. You only need to do what I do to allow that Spirit to come upon you. That's all. That's all. The younger you are, the better. Come on now. Sit down. So, go back to my revelations. Satan lost. So what happened? He was not strong enough. The dragon was hauled where? Down. That ancient, how do we know that the dragon is the, is the devil? The Bible says so. That ancient serpent called what? And so the red dragon, any country that used dragon as their sign, they are Satan worshippers. I don't know their names and I don't want to know their names. As many who use dragon, they are Luciferians. Nobody uses this, the sign of a, a devil and say that we didn't understand. We made me say lie. So the place you by is your national symbol. La la lie. But let me tell you something, the earth is the loss and the fullness thereof. A revival is coming that will storm the whole globe. He will destroy the powers of Satan and change the dragon out of the land. Before we rapture, we will chase him out of the land. It is the order of God. That dragon and all his angels we are hauled down. So what happened therefore? I will read verse Verse 10, because of you. Then I heard a voice in heaven saying, Now have come the salvation and power of the kingdom of our God, and 
and the authority of his Christ. For the accuser of our brothers, who accused them before our God day and night, had been hurled down. That's the reason why the life of Job cannot be repeated again. Okay? You remember in Job chapter 1 verse 7, it says that the sons of God were gathered and Satan was there. How can he now gather? They've hurled him down. He can't, he can't. He can't. Not when salvation is here. Before salvation, yes. I will show you something that will blow your mind up now. Look at verse 11. I love it. They overcame him by what? I can't hear you. Say it again. Call him in his name. The blood of... The blood of... The blood of... The blood of... I can't hear you say it. The blood of who? The blood of Jesus. So, it's not their power. It is the blood. It is not their power. It is the blood. It is not their mind. It is the blood. Michael did not go in his name. Or under his anointing, some may say. He went in the name of the Lord of us. The blood that defeated the devil in the beginning. The blood that was shed to redeem mankind. The blood that broke the breach between you and the devil. Listen, they overcame him by the blood of Jesus. So how can a Christian tell me I'm having nightmare and you woke up? You didn't continue to cry? The blood of Jesus! The blood of Jesus! And you say, I had nightmare. Which mirror? Which mirror? Your nightmare will change to angel mirror. <laughs> For me, it's only angel who mirror me. Hallelujah. I have had an encounter of whoever, whether it's the devil, I don't know, whether it's demons, I don't know. He carried my bed physically. He had passed out of house. I woke up and I saw the bed. I slept. Put my bed down. No, let him take it to where he was sitting. I told you, Pastor Dakwa confirmed that with you, when they used their radar to locate me in Nigeria, and shot an arrow into my body. The body is going to die and rot. Arrow entered my body, and uh, that, it pulled my heart, terrific pain. I said to Pastor Dakwa, because Holy Spirit will tell you too, I said, Lord, what is the easy word of knowledge? And he said, do I speak like that? And the Holy Spirit said to me, the arrow of the enemy had just entered into your body. I said, praise God. I said, Pastor, that for the rest of the pastor, look, an arrow of the enemy has just entered my body now because God said so. I said, I'm going to rest for two hours. We are going for night vigil. I said, in the program today, in the arrow, you don't understand me. Any will rule. <laughs> that, I will, when we get to that program, you will see. They were going to print and said, leave arrow. Is it not my body? And the Bible says, my body is the temple of God. If arrow enter God, say, what's my business? Is the business of the God in the, if I know that this body is God's temple and I present it to him alone. I don't present it to him in the day and in the night present it to somebody else. I woke up when we entered. You saw the video, some of you who were here. It was Shakirat. 
the Holy Ghost arrested the air. When, I, when the time came and we were worshiping in the vigil and the power of God came, I said, come on guys, they are, they are trainees. Let's see how God does. Follow me. Let's go and catch the person who shot me arrow. And they followed me. You know, if you ask Pastor that question, Father said that in those days he used to look at me that, is that a human being? I said, yes, I'm a woman being. It's a woman who been me. <laughs> Hallelujah. They followed me. And we are going around looking for the person who shot me arrow. Can you see that with naked eyes? So shut the door again, the devil in your heart. And your heart will open to the living God. To all these things that you say, you carry all of your, your mind. Clear them off your heart. So they can focus on the one called Jesus. Are you with me now? We saw a girl who was standing like this. When the power of God hit the whole people who were speaking in tongues, people are rolling over. Some people are rolling on the chairs. Chairs is rolling over them. That's not my business. Because you can't know demons by physical manifestation sometimes. Okay? Some people, when fire of God burned them, it's not because they are devils, but because they have been purified. They will hit chairs and roll all over the whole place, but they will not be hot. If it is the Holy Spirit. So, and when I looked at the eyes of the lady, I saw by the Spirit of the Most High that the person that is, who afflicted me was behind my head. They have surrounded the girl. They were praying in tongues. Praying. I said, stop. This girl is an innocent. She had been hypnotized. She was just like this. I said, the one who is doing the job is behind me. I said, go all scatter behind me. The person will manifest now. Then I took the head, stared into the eyes. And then the eye of my spirit opened. And I saw the spirit in the woman from this other woman. So I arrested that spirit in that body. As I said, I bind in the name of Jesus. That woman manifested. Spirit came out here and they manifested. All over the place, they carried her. I said, you guys go and practice. You're all intercessors. Take highway and practice your intercession. They took her away. They took her away. You know, I talk to you sometimes in coded languages, which you understand. You know why I say that? I want you to come up here. I had the prayer that pastor was leading you. Come up, come up, come up, come up. Whoever entangled himself with this earthly matter can never satisfy the commanding officer. What are you doing with somebody who hurts me today, knowing fully well that only one person hurts you today, there are many queuing up in your life before you die, they will hurt you, hurt you, hurt you, hurt you, hurt you. So what's the problem? What's the problem? You want to die over one when you have myriads of people that God has filed in to hurt you. So that when they hurt you, you will learn long suffering and patience and learn forgiveness so that you won't go to hell. Alright? Listen to me. Shut the door against the devil. The door of your heart against the devil and demons will have power over you. I want to stop in talking about heavens. How many heavens we have? So, that scripture says, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives much, so much to shame from death. Three, 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 three major facts here that any believer should have and you can overcome anything. Number one, it says, 
the blood of Jesus. They overcame him by the blood of Jesus and the word of God. In CFT, I give you four chapters of Bible to read every day. If you have not been reading it, catch up. Don't leave here and be saying, I'm free guilty. Tomorrow, start. Or today, start. Are we together now? Second thing that the angels have is their attitude. And the first classification of the attitude is this. The word of their testimony. Come see the man who told me of my life. What God has been doing to you in CFT, how many people have you told? How many people have you told? Go and tell what the Lord is doing for you. And then he says, they did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. Boldness to die for the Lord. I was discussing with a vicar yesterday in a way they, you know, is it way that you call it this barbecue we did? Yeah, and they were chatting and the vicar said to me, you know, someone said to me, ah, you know, Apostles Church is planted in different parts of the world and stuff. And the vicar asked me, how did you get into those churches abroad? And I told them, first principle, sometimes we're praying, Holy Ghost said, go to this place. And we went, not knowing anybody, we went to villages. All right? And then the Lord prepared a place for us there. And God will heal somebody. And then the news will spread. That's what happened in Togo, in a village called Klulugu. Where God healed a madman of 40 years. Listen to me. Some of the people hear about what God is doing, they come. Like Pastor Qatar. Because he asked me that, how did you get into India? And uh, among Hindus, and the, com- the people who are the pastors are Hindus, converted. They are, all the members are Hindus in the Himalayas mountain. He said, you have church on the Himalayas? And I said, we have churches. How did that happen? And I told him, there's a man who is a, an Indian who was in Chandigarh. He, he had some few encounters of the Lord. But he was, anyone he talked to, they would look at him and say, are you, are you mad? This kind of thing don't happen anymore. You know, Jesus don't appear to people anymore. That's what they say. So he started looking for a father. Somebody who understands that Jesus can appear. And so he came to London a few times. Then this time he came to London and stayed with a person. And that person goes to another church, doesn't come to CFT. But he said that, look, I need somebody who I can come under as my spiritual covering. But he must be somebody who has seen Jesus. Ah, the man said, I know a man in this city. He says, all of us know him. When you talk about God, that's the man. He said, who is he? He said, it's Apostle Williams. He said, I never heard of him. He said, this is, I will take you to his church. The man drove him to this place. So when he came here, he was sitting somewhere around there. And he said, I was preaching, and then he prayed to God and said, God, if you want, if this is the man you have directed me to, let him call me to see him after this service. The moment he stopped the prayer, I said, hey, that man there, yes, you, you, see me after the service. And I walked away. He was shaking. When they brought him to my office, he was still shaking. I said, God spoke to me about you. I want to talk to you about what God said. He had just prayed. 
I went to my office. They brought him. I told my producers to bring him. They brought him. When he sat down, the Lord opened his, the history of his life out. He said, don't tell me anything. So I believe that God is speaking. When God opened the history of his life, he was weeping like a baby. I said to him, the man you are looking for, you found. For Jesus, he has appeared to me several times. Anybody who doesn't believe it does not, it's not belonging to the kingdom of God. The people you are meeting, they are saying that Jesus does not appear to people because it's Satan they see. Whoever sent you must appear to you. I told him, this is how we got into it. Gave him my book. He read my book. He took my book back. He gave it to each of his leaders. Everybody who read the book started having angelic encounters. And this is how the church spread to the mountainside. Listen to me, therefore. What am I saying to you? Bible is not a fiction. And it's not about some people who have power. No, it's about all who believe in him. Through who God can operate his power to the fullest. But you need to have understanding. The Bible says, these people did not love their life. If you are afraid of death, where is your salvation? If you are afraid of death, where is your salvation? Yes, I have about five, ten minutes, man. Let me tell you this. I was listening to one prophet. I always, I love him. Because he is a true prophet of God. I can't pronounce his name, but, you know, he's an Indian prophet with white hair and beards. And he said that, you know, during this period of COVID, some people brought all this vaccine nonsense. So he began to ask the Lord. And the Lord now, while he began to pray and ask the Lord, the Lord now appeared to him and came in and said, sit down. And he said, I, said, I want to teach you about the Antichrist. He says that people are saying that the vaccine is Antichrist. He said, open your Bible to the book of Revelation 13. And he began to show him. Jesus now began to, you read. And when he read, he said, has this happened? He said, no. The next one, has it happened? He said, no. Has it happened? He said, no. Has it happened? To the end, he said, nothing of that. All what I wrote there to happen has not happened. He said, so where do you see the Antichrist in vaccine? And Jesus told him, I gave them the vaccine. To heal them. Have I not told you that before it has started? In this house it's different. We didn't know the plague when it came. I told you before it began. And I said it will happen in days, weeks, and it will linger for months. And I told you October, December, watch out. And they brought the vaccine. And I told you, I was standing there when God said that, I will give cure to many diseases. Let me tell you, there is cure for cancer now. Know it very well. It was for a particular specific cancer before, but now from medical understanding, it can cure all cancers. During the, they're looking for the, the vaccine, they got cure for another disease. As God said. But you see what that guy now said that will shock you. He said, Jesus told him that. You know, Jesus said in the book of Matthew 24 that, you know, towards the end time, the great tribulation will be so great, but because of the elect, God will call the time short. And you know what he said? He said the Lord told him that, you know, people think that he's talking about period of tribulation. He said, no, the period of tribulation is fixed, and I can resonate with that. He said, what will God call short? He said, the life of Christians. They will die young. They will die young. They will die young. 
Because those that Jesus knew, they will not be able to stand in the end of tribulation and they will take the mark of the beast. He said, Jesus told him, he will take them off the earth. He first said to them before he said, I said, how many people are 50 years old here? They raise their hand. How many people are 60 years old? They raise their hand. He said, ah, let me tell you, you can die anytime. Because if Jesus knows that you are not going to be able to take the vaccine, he will, not vaccine now, the mark of the beast, he will take you out. He said, because you will not go to hell. He said, so if you are over 60, just get yourself ready. It's better for God to take you than for you to go to hell. And I said that this man seems as if he's talking my voice. Have I not told you several times? Add 15 more years to your age. What will be of you? Add 20 years to your age. How will you be? Add 25 years to your age. How will you look? 30 years to your age. What will be of your faces? You are putting powder. Let me tell you something. Powder will fall down from your cheeks. Even if you put oil before you rub the powder, when you are not laughing, your face is laughing. <laughs> Hallelujah. When you see them, and they are coming like that. And they are singing, Abide with me. You see them? They look like they are laughing. No, it's their face that looks like that. They are not laughing at all. They are serious, man. All the face have dropped from this position. And you see, they are trying to walk as much as they used to walk. However, they are walking like this. Hallelujah. Huh? Therefore, live every day as if it's your last day. That's what God is saying to you. There are better things in Christianity than all this pleasure. If you don't have such boldness, it's because your relationship with God is not solid. You know, when we speak on behalf of God, we speak according to our confidence, which we have built in relationship. Isn't it? I was on the field yesterday with, uh, you know, the church. If you are not there, God forgive you. We were there. We ate um, barbecue. We ate... uh, King, king prawn, king prawn, whatever they call it, they, they set them in sticks, and it was enough for everybody. I'm saying so that next time when they do it, you must come. Hallelujah. Let your white mouth begin to salivate now. It was, when, they are, when they are roasting the, 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 the king prawn, the aroma was reaching me in the mile I was. I could not wait until last for it. They gave us roast corn, and the roast corn was well roasted corn. It was beautifully roasted. And they gave us something, bread, and inside it, it has some stuff. What do you call it? Burger. Burger, they call it. I don't eat such. I don't know the name. <laughs> don't blame me. Like two days ago, it is uh, Banquet. Now, <laughs> oh yes, uh, yes. So they gave us all this. And we're eating it. We're eating it. And you know, when I when I came in, I was hugging people, greeting them. But I saw some people ran to me, apostle, 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 and hugged me. And I saw some people looking at me from far. So when I looked at them. Their faces I do not recognize, but I know they are members of CF. So those who run to me, I said, wait. I went to those ones who are far and hugged them and hugged them and hugged them because the ones who are coming to me, 
Because they have known me, they are, I'm used to them, I know their face, I know their name. But the other one who is standing is part of the family, but I, I've not been used to that person. So the person is waiting with smile, and when somebody is smiling to you, you know what it means. Not smiling at you. Alright? So I have to excommunicate all the people who are apostle, apostle, I went to the one who was saying that I'm your apostle too. You know why I tell you that? Because I haven't heard God intimate relationship with that person yet. That's why he's still calling me apostle, but yeah, apostle. But this other one can tell you what I like to eat. Because they have been spending time with me. This other one who is far away in a short time when haven't spent time with me, when he says, Apostle, Apostle, isn't it? So are you with Jesus. The relationship we build, you build with Jesus is what determines the confidence you can have in Him. Are you getting me now? Those of you who are educated, if you don't build relationship with Jesus Christ and begin to have encounter, you will regret it. You pass exam, don't you understand that the discipline to pass exam, you should turn it to seeking God. If you do that, what I'm telling you now, you'll just be saying, yes, thank you, Apostle. Yes, that's the way. Because half of the discipline you use to seek all your promotion, to seek professionalism and stuff, if you, say, if you divide it towards God, you will do great things. Angels will branch in your house. They will talk to you. I was on the pulpit in New Cross now. The Holy Spirit was talking to me. And while he was talking to me, I was now praying those things. And he said, I'm didn't tell you to pray. I said, tell them. That's what I'm saying to them. <laughs> I said, oh Lord, I'm sorry. Hey guys, Holy Spirit told me that I should not pray it. He's telling me this is what he will do. And I began to make a declaration. Because sometimes you hear Holy Spirit inside you. You help him to present it to the people. He said, no, 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 no. Tell them this is what I'm doing now for Christ with Tabernacle. Not praying for them. Come on, relationship. It doesn't come because you're ordained pastor or you're ordained apostle. They overcame him by testimony, the blood of Jesus' testimony. They do not love their life as unto straight from death. So, the final stage of this, the last two verses, and we'll stop today. I will introduce this, and I will give you more information about this. What did they say? They overcame him by the blood of Lamb. Then the next verse, 12. Verse 12. So, rejoice we what? Read it together, please. Let me help you know something that is controversial. How many heavens do we have in life? On earth, how many heavens? You know, some people talk about seven heavens, isn't it? 27 planes. When you hear those languages, they come from Luciferian movement. I know if my father came from there. Okay? How many heavens did God create? I want to show you in the script. Let the Bible talk. But from the evidence of this scripture, it says that therefore rejoice you heavens. It means that joy is in two heavens. Yes? Oh, oh, let me see. 
with this one, not to yet. But joy is in more than one heaven. Yes? We agree? Rejoice with heavens. So the heavens where you have joy that you are talking to are more than one. Plural heavens. Okay? So when we know how many heavens the Bible says, then we can determine the heavens that have the joy. And it says also, and you who dwell in them. So which means that these heavens that the Bible says rejoice have dwellers. Agree? Come on, let's talk because I'm about to finish. If you don't answer me, I think you didn't understand. Yes, you agree? Okay, now. So let's see. But what? Woe to the earth and the sea. Because the devil has come down to you. He is filled with, the, with fury because he knows that his time is short. So where is the devil sent to? And say it again. And where is he sent to? And so can he be in the moon? No. Can the devil be in Jupiter, Pluto? No. Can he be in the sun? Impossible. But it's strange some Christians believe that demons are on all those places. Is that not strange? Now we have established from this scripture that there are more than one heaven. And when Satan was cast out of heaven, of God, he was cast to the earth. He was not cast to the heavens. So therefore, how many heavens exist? Let's look at first. No, Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. Let's look at from verse 1, really. Second Corinthians 12, verse 1. It says, I must go on boasting, although there is nothing to gain, to be gained. I will go on to visions and revelations from the Lord. That is the appearance of Jesus Christ he's talking about. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. So come on now. So it means that we now can say there are three heavens. Yes? But maybe there are more heavens than the three. Let's see whether the Bible indicates such. So we know now that it's talking about third heaven. Okay? What is in that third heaven? What did he see? The Bible says, he said, Whether it was in this body or out of this body, I do not know. God knows. Then he said, Three, please. And I know that this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know. But God knows. For was caught up to paradise. So that third heaven was classified as paradise. That third heaven, we understand that it is called paradise. In that third heaven, we have evidence that it is paradise. So, if third heaven is paradise, and this is where God lives, we know God lives in the highest heaven, isn't it? So, if the Bible says, praise you, you angels, you praise him in his highest heaven, and we know that the abode of God is highest heaven, so it means God lives in third heaven. You agree with me? So anybody who tells you that seven heavens, from where is he? 
From who? From Lucifer. Anybody who said that there are seven heavens. God told me there are seven heavens. Who is the God who spoke to him? Lucifer. <clears throat> there can be no heaven above God. If you look at the evidence of Isaiah chapter 14. The, higher, the devil said I will blaze my way above the throne of God. In the highest heaven. Really the presence of God is not a place where every angel gets to. You know, when Paul, whenever I read this scripture, something bubbles in my heart. I have been there four times. Four times. Even really, I've been in the highest heaven, in the third paradise more than four times. But I've been in the presence of the Father four times. Where the throne of God is, and angels, cherubs, they, sat, they stood in all shoe around the throne. And the Father was speaking in the throne to each one. And I was brought by an angel to stand among them. Where the father spoke to me concerning Nigeria. I told you, one of the encounters, I told you date and time, and it happened exactly. What God said about Nigeria. He sent fear to the spines of many people who had it. Paul said, I saw things in that heaven which are not, men are not permitted to tell. Inexpressible things. He had inexpressible things. Interesting. Things that man is not permitted to tell. What happened is that the things you see there, if you want to, if you want to, information you are given in about a human one second, if you want to explain it, it may take you days explaining it. And really, there are things that you see in paradise that human beings don't have vocabulary for it. That's why in the book of Revelation, call them beasts. Can you imagine a being is not a demon, but God created him, part of the intelligence of God. He has hand, uh, eyes all over his wings. The whole front is eyes. He spread his wings like a bird, his eyes. The whole back is eyes. When he flies and he turns his back to you, all is filled with eyes. If he turns his, 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 the front to you, all is filled with eyes. What will you call it in human being? Who is that? Who is that? So, when Paul said there are inexpressible things, come on now. Did the Bible not say, <laughs> say to you and I, no eyes have seen. No ears have heard. No mind has conceived what God has prepared for you. You will see in this season. You will hear in this season. You will understand in this season. There are some things God has prepared for you. He will never reveal it to me unless for you. I have to see the one he prepared for me. When you can see the one he prepared for you, and you can see, you can see, you can see, we bring it together, we have a whole sight. So, when believers are not able to project into that realm, you are hindering the sight which you have received. Because what God prepared to reveal through you, He will not reveal through somebody else. Imagine how many Christians have gone to their graves with those revelations. And the church of God needed them. They didn't have them. That will not be your portion. What belongs to you, you will receive it in this world. What God wants to show you, you will see it in this world. So, if that be the case, third heaven, so you have three heavens. And then that revelation says, rejoice you heavens. So we recognize therefore, where is the distinction of this third heaven that there is sorrow? Because he said, you heavens rejoice, yes? 
So if it's third heaven, it means the third heaven and second heaven, there is joy there. We agree? Why are you looking at me like that? Okay, go back to that scripture so that they can see it. Revelations. Rejoice you heavens and you who dwell in it. No, 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 no. I won't tell you. You who is giving us that thing too, you must know what I'm talking about. Have you know so? Why are you looking at me like that? We are almost finished now. So what did he say? Shall we read together? Therefore, rejoice you heavens. Stop. So the two heavens, which is the third heaven and second heaven, have dwellers. Agreed? And in those two heavens, there is joy. Isn't it? So, why is it joy? Because Satan can't reach there. So, the Job chapter 1 verse 7 cannot happen anymore. Since the blood of the Lamb was shed. You will never hear that the children of God stood before God. And then Satan stand before them. Impossible. Because it is written, rejoice you heavens and those who dwell in them. Because the accuser of our brethren have been what? Cast out of you. So you can't reach there anymore. So, where is the first heaven therefore? The first heaven must be the region where Satan has been cast out. We know, he said that he's cast out to the sea and to the land. And Revelation chapter 13 talks about the beast of the sea, which is the Antichrist beast, and the beast of the land, which is the false prophet. Given power by the dragon, which is Lucifer. Now, where is this first heaven? Look at Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2 verse verse 1. It says, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you follow what? The ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the... Shall we read it together, please? No, no, let's read from verse 1. As for you... So, where does the ruler rule? Air. Air. The kingdom of the air. That is where the ruler rules. And who is that ruler? Lucifer. Remember, we just read that he was kicked out to the earth and the sea. And woe to you earth and sea because the devil and his demons have been kicked into you. And this just says, Satan, the prince, ruler of the kingdom of the air. Now that tells you where the first heaven has limits. First heaven begins from this atmosphere, stratosphere, anywhere you can find air to breathe. That is where Satan can rule. So when you go to the moon, can somebody be so ingenious that he just remove all his gadgets? And when he gets to the moon, he says, Here comes the moon! He! And he jump out of the rocket. He will continue to jump. That first jump, he will continue to go for eternity like that. Because there is no air there. Yeah? After this earth, you know what God did in the first heaven? 
He created a vacuum over this first heaven. So that between this earth and the second heaven is the vacuum. And that is where all the galaxies, the stars are. Satan is not in any galaxy. There is no alien coming from anywhere. Demons only can operate where there is air. They can move in the air. Anywhere there is no air, no demon can move. This is what my Bible tells me. So where do you see these demons in Saturn? The demon in Saturn is a lie. Lie of the devil. Bible says he rules only. Which means the jurisdiction is limited to the air. The spirit in the moon with moon. If Satan have access to those creatures, he will have messed them up. Because he has access to the world. Can you see how bamboos the world is? He messed up the whole world. He messed up the church of God. You have people who will worship and cry in church, but their mind is ruled by the ways of this world. Serve God the way I want it. Uh-huh. You will have gone to university the way you want, and they will have given you serious failure. They will tell you university that what you used to think in your, your A level, flush it off your brain when you get here. When you go to university for you to pass, you have to obey your instructors and lecturer and do it the way the career does it. How can you think you can do God different? And rapture. It's not my fault, you say. May you not close your eyes in death to discover. If anybody follows Jesus, see Jesus said, you must leave everything behind and follow him. He is the master. No mercy in judgment. When you are still alive, there is mercy. Once you close your eyes in death, no cry, no mercy can save you. No mercy can save you. He said the time has come that the worshippers will worship the Lord in spirit, not in their spirit, in the spirit of God. He said for such the father seeketh. Your emotions have no business with God. It's your obedience that God is looking for. Show me how you look, I will tell you who lives inside you. Show me how you speak, I will tell you who rules your life. And the scripture says here, Satan is the ruler of the kingdom of the air. The spirit that is now at work in those who are disobedient. Party, 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 party. They will die and go to hell. I don't believe it. In hell, they will believe it. No remedy. I see how many years to spend. Tonight may be the end. I'm still young. You may be buried tomorrow. Don't let the devil deceive you, man. The Bible says to the young one, remember now thy creature in the days of thy youth, when evil day has not come. Uh, you, uh, Josiah was eight when he was serving God. Jesus served God in his tender age. The same thing, John served God in his tender age. Not as his parents did. At the age of twelve he was in the temple. Arguing with those accustomed of the word of God. He had read the Torah finished at twelve. Come on, let me tell you. Oh, this world is going to continue. I tell you something. For those who died last year by COVID, the world has ceased. Listen to me. Don't let this devil deceive you. Give your, your heart and conscience to the living God. I leave you with one admonition. Romans chapter 12 verse 1. And verse 2. 
Let's read together. Shall we? One. One. And two. Romans 12, one. And two. You should understand me there in that place. Shall we read it together? Stop. I want you all to read it. Please, let's read it. What do you offer? What? Why did you not say your spirit? Your spirit is offered already. You are born again. Your body is depraved. Remember somebody who asked me the question about angels. And said that, can angels disobey God? No, they can't. I told you, because they don't have body. This flesh. This flesh is what disobey God. Angels can't, because they are spirits. Do they have their, their own um, option of choice? Yes, they do have choice. But they made a choice when there was one in heaven. And that choice had become eternal. So that's when angels come to you. When angel was destroying uh, 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 Israel, you read it yesterday, and the Lord felt so pity, and the Lord said, Stop! You did not hear that the angel took one more step. It stopped straight away. But you and I carry this body. Are you with me now? And that's the reason why we are prone to sin. So you must offer this body. It's not yours. The day Satan closed gap with you, what we speak that day is the person you offer your body to. If you have been offering your body to the devil, the whole world will pray and fast for you. God will not answer. Have you not seen it? We have enough casualty in the church. You offer this body to God. If Satan messes you up before you speak, angels will walk swiftly with anger. Root out the enemy. Don't you understand? This is this body. This is temple of God. This is not a body for man. The owner did not give it to you. So what are you doing here? But when prayer becomes incantation over somebody, check who you offer your body to. The Bible did not say that we should not, we should not be in the world. No, no, no. He said in the verse 2, do not conform any longer to what? Pattern of this world. Ah. Do not conform any longer. This is another message next week. I'll preach it. Good. My time is up. I will preach it next Sunday. But write these scriptures down. This very scripture. Romans chapter 12 verse 2. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of the world. Because you used to do that before. Okay. But be transformed by the renew of your mind. That's what we're talking about today. Then you will be able to. So anybody who does not, cannot know the approved word of God. You want to hear God? Change your mindset. That's what he's saying. Don't follow the pattern of this world. I want to challenge any one of you who, who studied um, fashion design, sewing, and all this stuff. Why can't we have Christians who can sew sensible clothes for women? Satan infiltrated the industry of these garments wear and messed women up. Sew for them skirts that is above their knees and delude them with this psychotic problem of, you know, that's psychiatric. 
Dr. Jigini, a human being who begins to perform an attitude for a while and it becomes his attitude, is that not something to do with mental? Good. When there is nothing, you see them working. When you know that your hand will want to pull what is not pullable, why don't you wear something that is that cover your nakedness? So the consciousness, their true consciousness says that I don't want to be naked. But the spirit in them says that you must be naked. Come on, you got to be naked. Christian fashion designers should rise up and drive all this promiscuous clothes design that would open the breasts of women, open their backs. It's women that is victim from Genesis 3. Not the man. A Christian woman is known when you first see them. A, a woman who says, I'm a Christian and he's following the pattern of the world is known when you first see them. But this is the problem. If you follow the pattern of the world and the other follow the pattern of the Spirit, when the Lord will come, He will make a difference. He said it. Those who will rapture are those whose mindsets have conformed with eternity. Those who will remain are those whose mindset have followed the ways of this world. And it will be a battle between them and Satan. At that time, Holy Spirit will not be available to help anybody. It has to be physical. You will see spirits with human bodies. And they will have various forms and shapes walking on the streets of the world after rapture. All these legends, you see half animal, half man. You will see them physically, not in your dream. They will knock your door and they will talk to you and force you to take the mark of the beast. Then you will see angel too, physically, who will fly all over the world, warning people, don't take the mark of the beast. Don't take the mark of the beast. Don't take the mark of the beast. We will get there very shortly. But let me tell you, what you see in horror film, those who design horror film, they are part of them. They are showing you what they saw and they know is in their kingdom which will come after rapture of the saints of God. Those things will fully, they will fully manifest. They are evil spirits. But now you and I can make a choice. Having said you belong to Jesus, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Somebody who live in hatred, somebody who have unforgiveness, Somebody who live in deception, in lies. Come on now, forget it. <laughs> As it is that if a mother and a father, a parent, love a child so much, and they waste their money to send that to university, or send him to university, but while he was in university, they are paying so much money, but he was just blowing the money. He was just blowing the money. What happened in university is that there's a day they call graduation day. Gra, gra, we not graduate. He didn't hear what I said. The parents will come because others too, they come. If you lie to the parents that I have first class, they will come. But when they begin to call the names, by the end of calling, somebody will weep. Is the boy or the girl. Because when all their members are putting on their gown and they are working and taking their reward, I say, did they omit my name? That will not be your portion in rapture. So when you are still alive now, 
You can make it with God. That's why God brought you here. So that you can love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind. So if you have been interpreting God in your own way, stop it. Let me tell you. I will not be guilty of the blood of anybody. Look. Choir. You see now. You see now. It says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be, be transformed by the renew of your mind. Yes? In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14, what did he say? Do not be yoked together with unbelievers, for what do darkness and wickedness have in common, or what fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony is in between Christ and Belair? What does a believer have in common with unbeliever? And yet, a sister said, Though he doesn't know Jesus, but he loves me, I will marry him. Did you not read this? If you marry him, and then you see what Bible wants, you don't come to anybody for prayer or counsel. Just stay there. That has become your own life cross. Carry it till death. The Bible tells you here, Look at 1 John 2.15. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. You love disco, you love life, you love party, you love big gigs, and what do you call it? The love of God is not. Full stop. Full stop. Full stop. Anybody who loves God cannot love what Satan instituted. Look at James 4, 4. It says, you adulterous people, don't you know that the friendship with the world is hatred towards God? Or conformity with the world is enemy to the God. Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. You know really there? Or do you, not, do you think the scriptures says without reason that the spirit cursed the spirit the spirit he caused to live in us envies intensely holy spirit envies if it's in you and you take him to the world he just departs we'll talk about that later final scripture exodus 23 24-25 that is for you choir and for everybody or those of you who have worldly music in your house you are having you, people who are unsaved, who belong to Luciferian movements, they are called stars, and they sing songs. You think that they got it from their head? You don't know demons give it to them? And then you begin to play it in your house. So you invite the demons, they will be dancing all this, they are dance that they dance. You know all those dances they dance? They dance it because they saw demons dancing it. They skid to the back. Eh? And then skid forward. I can't do it. It's not for the righteous. No matter how you train my leg, you can't do that. Because in hell, when people are born in demons, that's how they walk in hell, from one place to the other. Yes, I tell you, they will skip backwards, like that to the hell, like that to the hell. You dance it, when that person dies, they will welcome him that you have practiced well enough on earth. This is the place to perfect your dance. Others are dancing for God, you are dancing for us. I don't know you. They will say that, look at me and they show you. While you are playing those music in your house, the number of demons that were dancing around you, until they started to influence your mind. It says, do not bow down before their gods or worship them 
or follow their practices, you must demolish them and break their sacred stone to pieces. Worship the Lord your God. He will cause his blessing to come upon your food and your water. You must not worship their God. Neither must you worship in the way that they worship their God. You cannot use their song as a song to worship God. That would be idolatry before the living God. You know, choir should not sing worldly music. That is, take the lyrics and put Bible there. Who composed the lyrics? Demons. You cannot use demons to serve God. Because God didn't tell you that he's short of lyrics. A chorister needs to sanctify himself or herself and seek God very intimate so that you can hear God if you are given the grace of singing. And you cannot have ten choristers without one of them at least having that grace. It's a matter of dig deep into God and you find it. Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 1. It says, these are decrees and laws you must be careful to follow in the land that the Lord your God, your Father, the God of your Father has given you to possess. As long as you live in the land, destroy completely all places of high, on high mountains and on the hills and under every spreading tree where the nations you are dispossessing worship their God. Break down their altar, smash the, their sacred stones, and burn their Asherah poles in fire. Cut down the idols of their gods and wipe out their names from this place. And finally he said, verse 4, let's read together. Say it again. Say it again. Did you see that? There was a, a church I went. They were singing Peter Touch. He was a worldly musician. But they put in the words, Bible words in it. Then they were singing. They went from there and sang Bob Marley. Some of you may not know him. But those who know you understand. And they put their words in, you know, Bible words in the music of Bob Marley. And um, they sang... Like this time around, you know, I don't know the names of all these guys, but, I, but I, I can see sometime on television, they flash Spice Girl, they call some of people, who, who sing in the world, isn't it? All right, now, Spice Girls sang. They are, not, they, are not, they are not Christian singers, are they? So, and then the church took their songs and began to put Bible into it. Can God hear you by that? God said, don't do that. You can't worship in their own way. You cannot use the lyrics that is not composed by the Holy Spirit and then put the word of God there. You have entered deception of the devil. Also, if you are a Christian and that's the kind of music you like, I can tell you, you will build enough demons around yourself who will mess you up better. You cannot pray in hell for God to answer. Come on, let's stand up together. We are going to pray for ourselves this afternoon. The prayer we will pray is so straightforward. Lord, 
Sanctify my spirit and my heart and my mind. Do not let the devil have access to me. That's First Chronicles 20 said, Satan stirred up the heart of David. If David as anointed as he is, Satan could stir his heart up, you got to pray. Lord, seal my heart from every deception of the devil. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Protect our heart. Do not allow the devil to inspire or incite me. Either through man or through thoughts. Help me, O God. Send your fire into my human mind. Send your fire into my body, into my spirit, into my heart. Destroy everything that the enemy has sent into my heart. Tell the Lord, purify me with your fire. Let everybody just pray for himself. First, Satan is recruiting people from the church. Angels in the church and devil outside the church. Very calm and gentle in the church, but reckless on the, on the YouTube, on the website, on the, on the Facebook, on social media pages. Tell the Lord, deliver my heart from deception of the last days. Pray for your children. That they will not be a victim. You youths, pray for all the youths among you. That no youth in this church will be a victim of Lucifer. That the Lord will have mercy. Transform our hearts. Tell the Lord, enable me to renew my mind. Day and night. Help me, Lord, to renew my mind. Oh, Lord, my God. Oh, Lord, my God. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Oh, Father, in Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. Lord, I pray for everyone under my voice, including those who are watching me all over the world. This is the last days. It is written. In the last days, some will abandon the faith. I say in the name of the Lord, you will not abandon the Christian faith. First Timothy 4 1 says, They will follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. In the name of the Lord of hosts, you will not follow deceiving spirits. In the name of the Lord of hosts, you will not follow things taught by demons. He said, we, we are all dead in our transgressions in which we used to walk before when we followed the ways of this world. I say in the name of Jesus, you will not follow the ways of the world. He says, and the ways of the ruler of the prince of the air, the spirit that walks in disobedience. In the name of Jesus, you will not follow disobedience. In the name of Jesus, you will not rebel against God. 
In the name of Jesus, you will not turn your back on God. In the name of Jesus, every emissary that Satan sent to surround you to deceive you, may the Lord block them away from you. Those who lay you away shall depart from you. If there be any human friend that Satan is using to try to get your heart, I speak in the name of the Lord that a barrier will come between you and them. As for you, the Lord will be the wall of fire around you. As for you, the Lord will be the glory within you. The word of truth you are hearing today will transform your life. The prophecy of God that is spoken to your life today will manifest in your home. Your coming to church will not be in vain. I say, if anybody goes to school, he behaves according to regulation of schools. If anybody goes to a university, he behaves according to regulation of the university. The spirit and ability to behave according to the regulation of Jesus Christ, receive in the name of Jesus. Oh, sovereign one. Yes, for I will build my church, says the Lord, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. I will build my church, says Jehovah, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Every prevailing gate over your life, I cause them to collapse in the name of Jesus Christ. I say, every place where decisions are made over you, which is the gates, every place where hell gather to make decisions over you, I decree those decisions invalid in the name of Jesus. They will not hold over your life. They will not hold over your life. They will not hold over your life. My God and my King, because we have decided to serve you, I pray concerning your people. Apply to heaven for strength. Receive strength from God in the name of Jesus. The strength to serve the Lord. Receive in the name of Jesus. Pure heart and clean hands. Receive in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Every spirit that Satan sent to manipulate human thoughts around you, let the fire of God destroy them. Father, let there be a transformation in the life of everybody. A transition in the house and life of everybody. In the name of Jesus, nobody will be left behind among these people. When the trumpet of the Lord shall sound, may the Lord grant you a hearing ear. Any attitude that can deafen your ear from hearing the trumpet, may the Lord destroy completely in you. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? He who hath clean hands, clean hands and pure heart, clean hands, clean hands and pure heart. Receive in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I say your tomorrow shall be great. You are going into a new week in the month of angels. As angel of the Lord appeared to Philip and gave him instruction about destiny of another man. The angel of the Lord appeared to Cornelius and gave him instruction about his destiny. The angel of the Lord appeared to Paul and told Paul, there's going to be a shipwreck, but I'm here to make sure nobody dies. And the great, one of the greatest maritime miracles happened. When all the ship went to pieces and they were hanging for days and they did not die. By that one angel. In this week, the Lord will empower his angel over you. In this week, your eyes will open to see the angel of the Lord. In this week, your ear will listen to the voice of the angel of the Lord. 
And in this week, your heart will obey the instruction of our God. They will lead you to the destiny that God has prepared for you. Everything heaven has ordained for you, you will receive them. Satan will never be able to rob you. Thank you, Father God. If you are sick, heal in the name of Jesus Christ. If you are sick, heal in the name of Jesus Christ. If you are sick, heal in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, because it's done. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we pray. Say amen. Say amen. Put your hands together for the living God. I can't hear your keyboard. Before I hand over to them for offering, let me tell you this. Passionately, the Lord spoke to me. He said, I tell you, please walk in the way of the Lord so that your prayers can be answered. If you're a young woman, let me tell you this, which I have from the Lord. If your dressing looks promiscuous, you can only attract green flies. You know what green flies are? Men, full of Satan. But they will look very harmless and very good. They are the ones who will be attracted to that kind of dressing. But men, young men, who are fighting for God, looking for God, cannot be attracted. You will put them off when they see you. Because when they see that, they will say, this is a devil. We are us, you are a child of God. And a number of ladies, Christians, miss their God's choice by that. A young lady should serve God with all her heart, and the Lord will fix you up with the best for you. It doesn't matter how long it is. The same thing, you men, don't be enticed by a woman who looks fake. Because as a Christian man, if you lock up your head in it, and you get into marriage, and your first day in marriage, that you see her. Because as a Christian man, you cannot see her nakedness until you marry. And the first day marriage, all the artificials are taken away. You will regret what you marry. But you have to live by that forever. Until you die. You can't say, Lord, this is not kind of... No, no, no. So before you open your mouth to say to a woman, pray and ask God and hear God. That is what a righteous... Religious boy look for a religious It doesn't matter how a woman look. If that woman loves God, and you will see it by sincerity, by all the characters that God says, forget it. I would, they will be great achievers, of course. You don't want to marry people who are not great achievers, because I train you to be great achievers here. And you don't want to marry somebody who you get home, and you see one, and it says two. You say this, what can we do this? And he argues. You say that, she argues. She says that, you argue. A person like that should be left for those who are misled, who are led by the devil. And you must be very, very careful. So that you will not be a victim as God's own children. Be patient with God. God has the best plan for you. And God will fulfill his plans for you. None of you will shipwreck in the name of Jesus. But however, those of you are married, if you have picked your bone till death, do you both part. Work it out. Any differences you have seen now, just recognize that 
Patience is one of the attributes. Long suffering. I hope you understand. Suffer for a long time. That is what long suffering is. And you'll be ready to go through it. With prayer and long suffering, you will overcome. But I plead to those of you who have not stepped into the boats, don't be in haste. And the Lord bless you all. Put your hands together for the Lord. Pastor Tyler, please. Praise the Lord. Let's be seated, please. Oh, we thank God for that which the Lord is doing in our midst in this season. Let's prepare for our tithes and our offering this morning. Oh, sorry, this afternoon. Just needed to check my wristwatch. So let's prepare for our tithes and our offering. For those who are not aware of the details, please, it is posted up. The SOC code, the account details have have been prepared for us. And if a taxpayer in the United Kingdom would like you to please give us the opportunity to reclaim the tax that you would have paid on your giving, you could do that by sending an email to admin at cftchurches.org. And you'll be sent the details of the gift aid declaration. Just to add a bit more color to that, the gift aid is an opportunity for a registered charity to receive back 25p in a pound. Each pound you give to the charity, 25p of the tax you would have paid to the government. So it's almost like the UK government provides opportunity to top up the given that you ha- you're given to the charity. Again, if you like further details about that, please let us know. Let the church office know. Meanwhile, if you prepare a tithe on your offering this afternoon, the Bible says for us to bring our tithes and our offering into God's storehouse. So it's an instruction, and I always remind us that our giving is an act of worship. If you've prepared that today, can I invite you to bow down and thank God for the opportunity that he has given to you to give. You may have done it electronically. You may also have picked up an envelope. If you have, you'll be dropping the envelope on your way out in the ark. But please bow down and thank God for the opportunity. Thank God for the privilege you have to sow into the work of the Lord. Thank God because he he is the one that gives us a power to make wealth. He's our provider. Thank God for the strength that you have to go out to work, the wisdom, the ability, the insight to operate your businesses as well. Thank God. So, Father, we give you glory and praise and thank you, Lord, as we honor you with our substance this afternoon. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Can I invite us to please rise? The choir would minister, and whilst they're ministering, we would celebrate our giving. Hallelujah.
couldn't see, Pastor. Let me pray over your offering. Lord, thank you for the hands that have given. According to your word, I say, the Lord will make all grace abound unto you. So that at all times, you will have all that you need. And you will abound in every good thing. Anyone standing under my voice who was jobless, in this week, doors will open for you. Anyone struggling in this business, in this week, God will grant you grace and understanding. You will succeed in whatever you lay your hands on. Deuteronomy 28 verse 12 and 13 shall be fulfilled over you. And this is a holy offering that is brought by holy people. Let your holy fire come down from heaven and consume this holy sacrifice. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. Please be seated. Praise the Lord. Well, is anyone worshipping with us for the very first time? If this is your first time in Christ's faith, Tabernacle would like to warmly welcome you. Anyone worshipping with us for the first time today? Joining us for the very first time at the cathedral. Can I see the hands up? Can't spot anyone. Am I, is it just me? Do I need to go to Boots to replace my glasses? Not Specsavers, because I'm not sure about. Did I miss someone? Did I miss anyone? Did we not invite anyone? Okay. All right. We've got some work to do, isn't it? We've got some work to do inviting others and sharing with others what God is doing in our lives. That's all we need to do. We need to share with others what God is doing in our lives. And the Lord bless you as you do so. Well, first off, I'd like to remind us that we have our daily meetings. And we have a 7 p.m. meeting on the Zoom or indeed on one of the social platforms, either YouTube or FCC. It's daily, 7 p.m. Just to remind you that you need to be a part of that. Because it's nice this morning, I said at Bethesda, that it's always nice to go back to your own company. When the world around you throws all sort of darts and arrows and everything, it's nice to know that at 7 p.m. I'm going back into my own company. You know, that's what the early church did all the time. They went back to their own company. And on Fridays, we meet at 11 p.m. And please make a note of that in your diaries. On behalf of the light of the world, I'd like to express a deep appreciation to Apostle and and Momioma and all the departments and everyone who worked tirelessly to ensure the success of the Family Fun Day and everyone that graced the day yesterday. Apostle has already cost all those who refused to attend. Okay, you didn't refuse, you forgot to attend. He's already reminded you of how delicious and some people are already salivating and all of that, or the good things. Look, I said at Bethesda again this morning, I said, Pastor Shego and all the members of the executive of the light of the world did not only deliver what they guaranteed, they went over and above. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 
Now, I don't know who did that, but when you took that, you did not take permission before you screened it. That was copyright material. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It was good fun yesterday. Those who were there would agree with me. Yes? So please make a note of it. I mean, it was warm. It was very good weather. It was lovely food. Um, yes, lovely food. And it kept on flowing. Didn't stop all the way through. Um, and please make a note of this for next year, just in case you've missed it this year. It happens once a year. But I've been trying to convince the light of the world that perhaps we need to do it twice in a year. It's amazing what we can do in a small space just as that. Um, it's great. And we thank God for all those that made it happen. It was not just, it didn't just happen. There were lots of men who were there um, who made it happen. And the Tabernacle women as well, as always, ever supportive. So thank you very much for being a part of it. And indeed, it could have all been laid out. If you did not turn up, it would not have made the difference in the day. So thank you for coming in as well. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And on that note, I'd like to remind the light of the world, all men, that will be meeting on Thursday, the 16th of September at 8.30 p.m. They'll be meeting at 8.30 p.m. on Zoom, and we are studying the person of Elisha, the prophet Elisha. And so you'd search in scriptures everything that the Bible has to say about Elisha, and then you'd summarize that in one paragraph. And we'll all be sharing with each other because I'm sure that as we spend time in the book, of, if, we, if we spend time in that book or in the person of Elisha, God will reveal something to each one of us that you, others can benefit from. It's unique. I always say this um, for those who study architecture. I always say that if you've got 100, 200 architects in the room, and you give them the same brief, provided they don't look over each other's shoulders. Each person will come up with their own individual interpretation of that brief. If you ask each one to go out and design a two-bedroom apartment, they cannot, except they've copied each other, they can't come out with exactly the same design. It is impossible. So when we spend time in the Word of God, and God reveals to you that which God has revealed to you, it's going to be unique, and we can all learn from each other as a result. So please, let's do the homework, and then we can benefit from it together. I'd also like to remind all the freshers. Who are the freshers? Who are the freshers? Those going to uni for the first time, yes? They are the freshers. So I understand there's a freshers event at 1 p.m. Am I correct? There's a freshers event at 1 p.m. today at the Cathedral University freshers event. Sunday the 12th. Um, I've been trying to see if I could rewind the clock so that I can attend the freshers. I, didn't, I don't recall attending a freshers. Is it for the first time or if you've never attended a freshers before? So if you've never attended a freshers school, I can come as well. You know, that's all, that's all right. I can't wangle my way into that one. I've been trying. I mean, no matter how hard I try, I can't wangle my way into that. But please, that's taking place today after the service. If you are, if you're attending, you will need to have evidence of your negative lateral flow test results. And if you're in the auditorium at the moment, please remain seated after the service. Just remain seated where you are, and um, the event will start shortly after the service this afternoon. 
and the Lord will bless you richly. Well, you'll be glad to know that I've run out of announcements, and I'd like to invite our Father and the Lord to close us up. Sir. Shall we rise up together, please? Lord, we thank you so much for today. We give you the praise and honor and glory. Thank you for your grace and mercy over us. Stretch your hands before the Lord and let me bless you. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. As you go out this week, may you find help from the sanctuary of the Lord. May the Lord grant you support from his Zion. May the Lord remember all your sacrifices and accept all your burnt offerings. May the Lord grant you all the desires of your heart and make all your plans succeed. We will all shout for joy in this week when you are victorious. And we will lift up our banner in the name of our God. May the Lord God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, may he open a book of remembrance concerning you. And fulfill all the desires of your heart. And may the God of Bethel, who revealed himself to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in Bethel, may he reveal himself to you. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are prayed. Shall we lift up our right to heaven as we read together Hebrews 13, 20 and 21. Now, may the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make us perfect in every good work to do his will, working in us that which is well pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Shall we say the general grace? May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and evermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. There shall be shouts of blessing, it will fall in your house.
appear to us according to our confession. God bless you and see you tonight. Please be seated and ushers will lead you out row by row.